All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is the Eccles Unlimited podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Eccles, and today I have a very special episode coming up for you. Uh, this is with one of my very good friends uh, and co-workers. His name is Sam Stack. Uh, Sam is from the Bay Area, California. Uh, he graduated from the University of Oregon, where he was a student manager for the men's basketball team. Uh, Sam has a lot of really great work experience as well. Uh, he has worked in the NBA Summer League. He's worked for the San Francisco Giants. And now he is my co-worker uh, with the Cleveland Guardians. We actually sit right next to each other uh, in the office. So uh, we have a great relationship. We have a great bond. Uh, and yeah, we had a great conversation. Uh, we talked a lot about just different things that are happening within sports media, uh, as well as our careers and uh, what it's like to work in sports as a young professional and uh, yeah, please take some time to listen to this podcast, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Also, do not forget to subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, follow the channel, uh, like us on LinkedIn, uh, do whatever you can to support the podcast in whatever way you can. So uh, I appreciate everyone who takes a listen today, and enjoy. Are you going to do an intro? No. We I just... Recorded, I recorded beforehand. We the just, intro? We just start talking, man. Cheers on the way. You don't have an ad? No, I wish I had an ad. We can, we can make an ad. Okay. What, we can advertise uh, an idea that I've had many times. Okay. Let's hear it. Well, have you ever, like, lost your sock? Like, you have, like, I have a problem where I have a lot of one-sided socks. I have a lot of different brands, too, so it's like, I think that there should just be a way to buy one single sock. I think there should be, like, a, you should just sell singular socks, also with double socks. Like, if you have, like, okay, that's not a good one. I have other ideas. Like, popular sock brands, you'd have one sock just to sell? Like Yeah, I lose yeah, my, yeah. So, I lose my sock in the laundry from time to time. Yes. I don't ever lose it, because, you know, I have a feet thing, right? Uh, you. What does that mean? I put a I put a phobia. You don't like feet. Yes, I okay. like grotesque. Like we we've talked about this. No, but I don't like feet either. I think they're weird looking. Dude, let's go. Yeah, I don't like Lord of the Rings. That's the only thing I don't like about Lord of the Rings. They don't wear shoes. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I've never watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't think you'd like it. Um, so basically, yeah, just sell one sock and you get one. That's not a bad idea. What's but, your What's your other one? Um, like. So it was it was originally airport showers. Like okay. you go to a sh- you go to the airport, it's like a rough morning. Like you could be hungover, or it could just be really early. A shower like is like the one thing that would hit, like the one thing that you want an airport shower. But then I learned about an airport comfort room, <laughs> like an airport room that's like cooled down. You can go in and take a shower. It might have food. It might and it's not like the elite club. Like this is for the common man. You don't have to have like a special membership. And then obviously like we have people cleaning it every day and things like that. So like an airport bathroom except an, an airport, airport locker room. Comfort lounge. An airport comfort lounge for the people. Dog, they have those. Yeah, but that's exclusive and you got to pay a lot of money for them. So and this one also offers one. yeah, and this one also offers different amenities. I don't know, man. I okay. think that's too that's similar fine. to but that's not 
I don't know why you're turning down ads for your podcast. I need well. I okay, thought we were what just pitching business ideas. Though, I mean, those were those are two ideas that really haven't come on, like taken off yet for me. But I feel like they will at some point. Okay, that's real. Those are you have something with both of those. I think there's. I don't think I have anything with the sock one. No, I think the sock one's your better one though, considering the other one's already being done. No, 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 any... because I have a different vision for the other one, but it's just like the way I described it sounds very similar to like a airport club. Yes. But I'm not going to, like, you can't buy, like, fancy drinks and, like, sit down in this club. It's, like, a club to, like... Come in, shower. Shower, you know. It could be, like, if, if like, you're extremely hungover at the airport, it's, like, you've had a weekend with friends and, like, where you, like, go on, like, a bachelor trip and you have to fly on, like, a Monday morning or a Sunday morning. Like, you can go in and kind of get anything you need there to kind of recover. But it also could be, like, I just had a stressful week on a business trip. You can go and recover there as well. It's like more of like an airport recovery room. Okay. I think that's a better way to brand it because people are so obsessed with like recovery. Like, you could have an ice bath in there. Exactly. A like Normatech. Yes. Like sleep optimization, recovery, that type of stuff. I think you might be onto something with that. Adding that to the airport experience because I know there's a lot of, especially athletes who travel a lot. Yeah. That happens Like you a could lot. be sore there. Have you ever been sore at the airport? You ever sore on a plane? Dog, I don't fly, bro. You don't fly? No. <laughs> Why don't you fly? Because I'm not from California, bro. That's not how it is. You can just, I mean, like, you fly places regardless. All right. So I flew to Atlanta back in November. Mm-hmm. That was my first time flying since December of 2019. Did you not have to fly at Marist? So my last two years, we didn't take any, no playing games. You were just flying everything up in New England? Yeah. Yeah, we did. I should probably spit my gum out. Hold on. Okay. All right. All right, we, we can get into it now. We can get into, oh, your life I story. I don't know. How we much? Can, well, should I introduce myself? No. I, I haven't even said my name yet. I'm, I'm going to say your name. It's it's. Oh, pre- like because you got the pre-recorded opening. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. You ever watch Joe Rogan? No. Okay. Well. Like I've seen, like I used like. I've had roommates in the past who watched clips, so I like watched it that way. But I've never like, never been like a you Joe Rogan listener. You never sat down and listened to this man talk for four hours. No, I don't have four hours. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it. He um he basically just like starts every podcast. He's just talking to the person that he's with. I kind of like that format where you just like oh it just but, like, like opens up into yeah, the conversation. But he doesn't even like sit down to like introduce them. He just like go straight off i i had a podcast like that but they broke up who who's the podcast it was called mixtape it was not popular at all it was you don't do you know who trill withers is on twitter yep i've seen that name coley mick he's like a boston fan they have one they just would talk for three four hours i'd listen to like the first hour but they just start off talking and they talk about anything mostly basketball homeboy's already back look at him Oh man, he just—he probably lapped her. Is his girlfriend there? I don't know. She's not even close. Where's For context, there was a couple out there, and we thought they were gonna run the bridge together, and the boyfriend just took off, and she was not even close. So. Yeah. Would okay. Would you would you ever do something like that, or is that just like is that poor etiquette from the, on the boyfriend's standpoint? Like, I see both sides. 
Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you should, like, run with your girlfriend. Because, like, I feel like it depends on what she thinks. Yep. Like, she's nowhere in sight right now. And he just... She's not even... It's been, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh... No, I, I think that, like, it depends on, like, if you're trying to get a workout in and, like, you're, like, very in shape. Yeah. I would probably just run at the same pace right now because I'm not incredibly in shape. Why um, is that, Sam? Why am I not incredibly, like, running shape? Yeah. Because I didn't have good running shoes. They oh. were hurting my feet, but I just got new ones. So, I'll be what back running. What did you get? Okay. Oh, right, all right. I remember you told me this. Um, So, let's get into it, man. Let's actually okay, talk about yeah, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> All the all the listeners are gonna be like, "What is this?" No, but I think I think that's good though. Like that's like a normal conversation that we have on a daily basis. Do we just talk about stuff. We just talk about random stuff. Yeah, we debate about random stuff. It's very passionately. Yes, it's very <laughs> indicative. Is that the right word? I don't know. It's very indicative of our relationship, Sam. Symbolic. Symbolic of our relationship. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so let's talk about it. You were a manager at Oregon. Yes. Go for Ducks. Three Go Shout Ducks. out to the Ducks. Three rings. Um, okay, we, we know. I say you have three but rings. But it's like a joke. It's like a joke. Yeah, but it's not. But I mean, I didn't do much to earn those rings in terms of making sure equipment was good. I'd rebound and get food. Like, that's that's why I have those rings. So it's like, I say the three rings as a joke because I think a lot of people are more deserving of the rings than I am. But I can still brag about it. Right. And I think you are justified in bragging about it as a former manager myself. I think they're the managers are the hardest working people in the entire. Thank you. I I agree. Yeah. I think I mean like players work hard, obviously, but in terms of working, and hours, yeah. True, true. Um, so, how did you go about getting that? Because I'm I'm sure that's what's yeah. the process like. Getting um, a it was. Job? I mean, it was interesting. I think I didn't. I think what was good at the time. Uh, compared to like looking for jobs now was like I did not have a lot of pressure on myself mm-hmm. to like go get it. So like I was going into college. Um we had like a I have like a family friend who um he played in the NBA knew You could say his name. No 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 it's a different guy. Oh yeah. You know multiple NBA yeah. players. Yeah. He okay. he was like a sub. Like he was just like a, he played in the Celtics name is jerry seasting he um reached out to me and he was like hey i I used to play with one of the assistants at oregon and i heard like it was like a month or two after i like fully committed to oregon like i was gonna go there um and he was like you know just reach out and like see what the possibilities are so i I reached out to assistant coach really really good guy he like pushed me on to the video coordinator i just reached out and i was like hey i'm interested would love to talk to you guys. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no pressure on myself to be like, to worry about it. So it was like very, like coming into first year of college, like not really worrying about it. Um, and I talked to them that summer going into like, at like freshman orientation. We like went up for a weekend. And they're like, yeah, we don't really hire freshmen. Like, wow. Because one, like, I think it's to help us. Like to help the freshmen coming in. Mm-hmm. Because I think if I worked that job my freshman year of college, like making all the adjustments that you have to make when you're like going to college, especially if you're moving away, yeah. Like even though I'm like I went from like Northern California to Oregon, that's like still like far enough where I have to like kind of 
reestablish everything. Yeah. So I don't think I could have done what I did as a manager and also like acclimated to college in a way I wanted to. Mm. So it was helpful. So they were like, just stay in touch. So I just like every like few weeks, like reached out to the video guy being like, Hey, like what's the status in the job? Um, he's like, just keep waiting. You're all good. And then I reached out in spring mm-hmm. and, uh, interviewed a few times. Um, and just, I got offered the job and I was like, well, this is really cool. I didn't know what I was getting myself into yeah. at all. And, um, and did it. And it, it was like, I mean, there was obviously things that I was pretty, you know, you, you work, you work this job, you work a lot of hours, like you're tired, you're at college, you see all your friends having fun. Yeah. Like you're like, oh man, like I wish I was doing all that. Or like my sophomore year, like people were like, where did you go? Yeah. I was like, I, was like, yeah, Road I, trips. I have, I have things now. Yeah. And so it was like my, yeah, my winter term, not my sophomore year, but my junior and senior year were like half the time I was gone. Yeah. Like you're, you, you understand. Oh, the, well, the, yeah, the winter, I don't know what we did semesters, so I don't know what the difference. So winter term is like, so we go fall term is like when you start school to winter break. And yep. so we started late. It's 10, three, 10 week periods. So we started like late September to winter break, which was like first Early week December. of, yeah, like first, second week of December, yep. depending on when your finals oh, were okay. done. So three, 10 weeks. Um, and so then I, so that's like the fall. So you mostly like you practice all September, like mm-hmm. six days a week going hard because you're preparing for the season. October, yep. you start sort of playing. No, October, you practice too. October's practice as well. You start to get into scrimmages towards late October. Yeah. And, and then, then November's when the season gets going. Yeah. So those first two months of school are really difficult. And I think you can attest to it as a manager and a player. Mm-hmm. Like you're working a lot of hours or practicing a lot of hours. And from it's a, a manager's full-time job. Yeah. From a manager's side, you're in there before the players and you leave after. Yeah. And that, that, that was tough. And like balancing that was crazy. But it's helped me now. Like out of it and then you get into the season and you're just playing games all the time and when you're in, when you're into the season you're like locked in like yeah and you're like pretty cool with just being like yeah like i'm doing something pretty cool and yeah like yeah you get to watch like future nba players like, like multiple yeah, yeah. I, I mean i worked with a lot of like really good players or like worked for i guess and mo- a lot of them play overseas or in the g league a couple are in the nba yeah um and I hope, like, like they can keep playing in the NBA and, and things like that. I, it's really nice, like, checking in on Instagram and seeing a lot of these guys. Like, I saw a player. He's, like, an all-star in, like, Greece. And he's, like, one of the former players that, like, was a, like, really good guy. And, like, we always, like, kind of hoped he succeeded. Tried in the NBA. Like, it didn't work out. It doesn't, like, you got to realize, like, a lot of these college players, like, a lot of them, like, each player has two or three good players who, yeah, or each, like, most Power Five conference schools have a guy, one or two guys, who are capable of playing at a next level. Yep. I don't know if, like, NBA is one of them, but, like, you could play G League. Like, there's a lot of guys who go from college to the G League. Right. Right. Yeah, just because the NBA is so hard to get into. Like, if you look up the stats on it, and I know you're a big stats guy, there's only been, what, 4,500 NBA, NBA players, players of all time. Ever. Yeah, and it's like a fraternity in that way. Like, yeah. They, like, they, like, they pride themselves on that. Big and time. so you, I mean, behind the scenes, you see a lot of guys working for that and like stressed about it and anxious about it. like players. Like you, you see players when you watch games and they're like chilling, like on the sidelines, they're in their like outfits or their jerseys and they're like 
there's a lot that goes on that I don't think people realize. Like, even for guys at the end of the bench, they've put in more hours than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, and you get it. So it's like being a manager, I have to rebound and, and, and do th- and like go in and like help out with workouts and off jerseys, seasons. Yeah, food. jerseys. Especially in like Oregon and Nike school. Like, that was difficult. Big time. But at the end of the day, like, you, you get there, and then you get into the postseason, and my first postseason, like, the first postseason run I was a part of, we were the, we had a really up-and-down season, so it was, like, Bull Bull, who was, like, we were, like, this guy, like, legitimately probably the, one of the best college players I've ever watched. Yeah. Live, and, like, I got to see him at practice every day, like, this is the baseline, and, like, he's right there, and I'm, like, whoa. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, you watch him, and he's like, I remember one day, yeah, like, he went out there, and he was taking the ball up the court. He's seven, two, seven three, I think, yeah. and he's scoring on all three levels. He went fourteen of fifteen from the field. It's ridiculous. And it, I was like, that's, I was, it was like September, October of the season. Yeah. So, and so he went down with a broken foot in like December, and our whole team, the whole team, had to like. I'm trying to like to talk like them because I was merely a fly on the wall, but like a very exclusive one. But yeah, you're still you're still a part of it. Though. Yeah. So the 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 guys had to like kind of reinvent themselves as a team because we had played, they had played like five weeks, with the whole offense revolving around bull. Yep. And then by the so we were had a really roller coaster year. We thought we were out of it. Like we lost to some bad teams, Texas Southern. Came in and mm-hmm. beat us in Eugene, and and it was it was just it was rough. Like yeah, you've been a part of teams that like you, you have high expectations. There's high expectations and pressure, and then to see that like kind of weigh on everybody, it it affects the whole team. And then we they went into the tournament like the sixth seed, yeah, uh, the sixth seed of the Pac-12 tournament. Oh, okay. not the the conference tournament. Okay, so they had to play. Five, four games. They didn't win four games to win the tournament. And they won. So they went, went in and won the tournament. So we got an automatic bid to the to the NCAA. And mm-hmm. we were the 12th seed. Played Wisconsin first round. Beat them pretty badly. Like, pretty... like Went in confident. Like we, Who was on... Was, was that Nigel like, Hayes No, that year? was uh, Ethan Happ. Ethan Happ, yeah, yeah, Ethan yeah. Ethan Happ in, like, one of the first years of Davison. Oh, um... um Johnny Johnny Davis? No, 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 not Johnny Davis. Brad Davison. I don't know. White guy, really stout. He's on the team last year. Really strong shooter. Yeah, he was. He was really good. He was. Okay. Uh, he was, so he, they played good defense. Classic Big Ten team. Yeah. Um, good defense. Everything revolved around Hap, who was their big yeah. man. Um, Solid and just kind of just yeah. The whole there was this guy in Oregon named Kenny Wooten. Yep. The best vertical I've ever seen. Like he literally would float off the ground. He wouldn't even jump. Just like kind of just like turn on a button and go like take off. The gravity turns off and he just starts floating. <laughs> it was so cool. At six eight six nine right six nine. And so he's wow. blocking. He's got getting like four or five blocks a game, and then um. And then Peyton Pritchard took off. Like he just yep. Like you like everyone knows Peyton what Peyton did in college and the accolades, show it and uh. And he, we ended up winning that game, beating UC Irvine, because they beat 
I think Kansas State in the first round. They beat them or Virginia Tech. It was they beat Nikhil Alexander Walker. Was he on Virginia? He Tech? He was on Virginia Tech. Yep. So I think they yeah. beat Virginia Tech. Good. Uh, why? I can't stand Virginia Tech. I'm a Wahoo for life, man. Okay. Fair. Just shout out Justin Anderson. Okay. Okay. Oh, fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then so won that Sweet Sixteen. We played Virginia. Yep. Exactly. They won the national. So they they won the national yep. championship. That was uh, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, Mamadi Diakite, DeAndre Hunter, Jack Kihei, Salt, Kihei Clark, freshman year. Yep. Yeah. So that team was really good. Jack Salt and took him down to the wire. And so Devin Hall. That was like the coolest run because I'm fresh to it all. I haven't like I didn't get to go on the I mean that's my first year, so like I didn't get to travel on anything. So my first trips were like really high stakes basketball. Yeah. So that was cool. And then the next year, uh really good team. Probably the best team in all the three years I was there. Okay, so who was on that team exactly? They had so they had Chris Duarte who was the fourteenth yep. or thirteenth pick. To the Pacers. Um, I'm trying to think. Peyton, who was the national player, the, like, up for, like, Naismith Award. Yep. Won the Koozie Award. All-American. Who, who won it that year? Brunson? Or um, Zion? No. It was Brunson, Zion. It was 2020. 2020. It was, uh, was it, was it uh, Garza? Yeah. So Garza. Yeah, right. Garza. Miles Powell was one of the other guys. Mm-hmm. So that, that team was really good. So I had Peyton. He was just, like, lighting up the scoreboard every night. He might have had, like, a few couple triple-doubles. Um, wow. That year, Oregon had a chance to win both the men's and women's tournament because the women's team had Sabrina and, yeah. like, four of the top seven WNBA draft picks. It's like they were they went into UConn and beat UConn by, like, 30. They were Who else was on that team? Was Satu, that... Satu Sabli, Ruthie Hebert. Sedona uh, Prince? No, she was a year after. Is. There was another guard, um, and she was really good. I forgot her name. Mm. That team was ridiculous. But so we went in, and then COVID hit us right when we were on our way to the yep uh, to the first Pac-12 tournament game. So it's like what could have been. That team had Anthony Mathis, Shakur Justin, who plays in Greece now. Anthony Mathis, I think, is in the G League. Peyton, who's on the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Chris, who it was that was his that was his first year. With uh with Oregon and he's on the Pacers now. Yep. Um, it was for me like I don't talk to many of them like that much anymore. But just to be around all that and get that experience as like one a fan and then second like a worker and a supporter of these guys and watching yep. how hard they work every day and things like that. It was it was really cool because you, you see a lot of things pay off and a lot of struggles that a lot of people don't see pay off for these guys. And um, just, like, the reward that they get from it and, like, kind of the joy. You're like, wow, like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, yeah, like, I worked a lot and I did a lot of things, but I'm not on the court, like, hooping. Like, so it's, like, I'm making sure these guys get the water and the towels and whatever they need during the timeouts. I wipe up the sweat. I walked. I do their laundry. Like, it was, like, you know the work. It's not, it's, like, thankless work. Exactly. Um, Yeah. But like you meet all these people and you you see what it's like for these teams of these high level, like that's why I don't really like when people on Twitter like are really highly critical of teams, or like of all these college teams or of NBA guys. And yeah. Like especially with gambling, like it's like there's no reason to be heckling these guys for their performances. Like there is a lot going on in their life. 
that people don't really realize. And I think that's, I try to push myself away from that now because it's, I used to be a fan and like, now I'm a fan, but like, I just appreciate because I don't necessarily know. Like if a guy has a bad game, is it because he had a bad game or is like, there's actually stuff going on? Yeah. Like, you know, like, is he actually like, dealing with life stuff? Like, these yeah. guys have lives. So that was like the main takeaway for me for all those three years was just seeing like the humanizing of an athlete. I think, which I think a lot of people, especially now, need to uh, like like understand, understand. And, and just yeah. And I've I've talked a lot about this on this particular podcast. For example, um, last year especially, it got really bad in the Sixers community where everyone was just coming after Ben Simmons and Doc mm-hmm. Rivers, and everyone was just annihilating them. Like yeah. he was getting annihilated, and I was just like. You don't know his story. You don't know his situation. Let's relax on some of the terrible things that you're saying. And um, I'm sure you've seen it probably has an impact yeah, on, on a I lot mean, of players. You'd see guys like I didn't necessarily. They, I wasn't someone they confided in um, with good reason. Uh, like players would talk to me about problems that they had, but I wouldn't feel like I have, I'm the person to give the advice because I don't fully understand everything that goes on yeah but coaches. You, you're still good for advice and you're still yeah good yeah yeah, yeah. but i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be like yo like you should do this or you should do that like there's coaches there's people in their corners that they can talk about i would listen but i don't think i was like fit to be like oh yeah handle it this way like um so wait well i totally went off track Where were we? <laughs> you're good you're good i was basically just talking about like how sports media well, okay, let's get into this. Oh, how it gets on, guys? Well, yeah. Luckily, cause... Oregon media, like Oregon sports media, wasn't super critical of our team, like the teams that I was working for. Um, luckily, I was like that we were good most of the time, mm-hmm. where it's like there's not a lot of bad things to report. Yeah. And I think, I also think that just the media of the area was just very, like, nicer. Like, it wasn't like a New York market or whatever, you know? Right. My thing is, like... And my, I guess you might you might feel the same way, but my my issue is with some of the national media, and some of the personalities and how they just drive narratives and how they they push agendas that are kind of destructive and in not genuine and like the Skip Baylesses of the world. Oh yeah. As, as much as I love Stephen A, I think Stephen A is a culprit as well. Like. My my least favorite thing in the entire world is watching like Sports Center or not Sports Center, but like watching like a debate show, like a first take. First take undisputed. Undisputed first things first. Yeah. They're like, who's under the most pressure? I'm I'm not really big fans of those shows either. Yeah. Um I I think they're entertaining and fun. And if you take it with a grain of salt, you're like, huh, like that's fine. hmm I think I think that definitely what they do is is, is um devalues sports media I big guess. time is that what i'm trying to say like it, it uh it takes away like i think it's just going it's like all it's all attention based whatever they can get people to look at mm-hmm. so it's like they'll still say things to be like the headline of the day for example i was listening and this isn't music but i was listening to a rap radar podcast with tyler the creator mm-hmm. i think tyler the creator is a very well-spoken person yep uh, with a lot of like good perspective on things. Yep. And it was an hour and 38 minute podcast mm-hmm. to which he got into everything in his life. Like 
where he's at in his life, like what represents what he does for his music, how he views it as an artist, like all these things that are very, very near and dear to his heart and why he loves it and Mm -hmm. why he does like, he's like works very hard on his music and genuinely releases has consistently released good music his whole career. He said one thing at the end, like last 10 minutes of podcast. And it was the only thing that got picked up by media. It was him talking about rap Twitter and how they rank people. And he hates how they rank artists because it's so much of it is opinion based. And it's like, it was basically, he just went into this five, six minute rant about it. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that got posted from that interview where it's like the whole interview was a very introspective thing in Tyler's life. And he doesn't do interviews. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he does, but he, he doesn't do them that frequently. Yeah. And so that's the only thing that got picked up. And I think that happens in NBA media. Yeah. Yeah. And like the finding the little snippets and the clips and I guess in this clip society, the way things get taken out of context, it kind of ruins a lot of really good content or really good perspectives on things because people just want, you know, negative things to latch on to, especially in the media. Now that you are working in sort of that environment where you're with these writers, you're literally on a day-to-day mm-hmm. like providing them with specific stats and specific uh clips and things that they need and notes what like what do you think you can do to like Luck- sort of luckily i think a lot of the writers that i've that i've worked with this year or last year or whatever like a lot of them are very good at their job and mm-hmm. like have kind of a I really only think that the main problem of this is like, is in a lot of like social media based, TV based stuff, which I have worked minimally with. Like, mm-hmm. like writers who sit, like, who AP, local papers, you know, athletic. Yeah, athletic. Those, those writers, like, if you sit down and read their articles, like, you will be consistently like, like, I enjoy reading that. I, you know, I'm kind of like very impressed, respect the work that they do and all that. I think like most, almost like 95% of writers, maybe one or two who I've been like, I don't really know, like if I like the tone of that, mm-hmm. um, I've like been like, this is good work. Like it's not like, to me, it's not like problematic. A lot of the writers who cover teams get to where they are because they're good at their job. Yep. And that's been the case for me with most writers that I've met or worked with. So I think it's a lot of like TV personalities and things like that where it's like you'll hear guys go up and say these things and you're like, well, like that's not factually based. Like you're just <laughs> Perkins. So yeah. So with yeah. me with my role, like I'm just trying to do the best I can at, you know, assisting them. Yeah. And um because I think that they do really good work and I think I can help and if I can help in any way, yeah. like then I'm I think I'm doing good work. I'm just, I'm like young in it yeah. all so i'm like i'm i'm not gonna say i know everything i know some i know a few things i'm just trying to like learn every day and, and get better and if if i can you know work with more writers and see what they need or what they like or then then it helps me but i don't think i've worked with a writer uh, i don't think i've like worked with people in media who have gone to that extent of like headline grabbing stuff like they everyone does really good work it's it's a lot of like twitter yeah twitter's twitter's the place where it's like ah i don't know it's a toxic place yeah if you can if you can 
get your algorithm right on Twitter, it's way better. Than, really? Yeah. I think you okay. can avoid a lot of stuff. I don't like the for you side. Yeah, I don't like it, but it's always more entertaining than my following. Yeah, yeah. Because your following is like the same people. Like Your for you gives you what your brain wants to see and gives you... Exactly. Yeah. And that's not necessarily always a good thing. You know? No. Because my following, like, say, like, I don't know. If I, so I follow, like, CNN or something like that. on, And it's on my timeline. And, like, I'm like, okay, that's cool, cool, cool. And I go over here. It's all the trending stuff that's happening on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, all the NBA gossip, the, you know, all the Guardians gossip, wh- whoever, the type of people I would follow and I would want to see and I've interacted with on Twitter. And it's like, okay, this is, I don't know if this is good for me, but I'm, I'm still scrolling and I'm hitting my my cap every day. I give myself, I think, 45 minutes of Twitter a day. That's pretty good. And I hit my cap every day, though. I mean, I think, like... I've kind of made my algorithm or who I follow. Like during baseball season, I'm getting everything I need for baseball. Yep. Um, during football season, I'm getting everything I need for football or fantasy football. I love fantasy football, so it's like basketball. I, I'll always like that's like kind of a year round thing. Like Twitter is like NBA Twitter is year round. Like yeah, you give like after this week, it's people are already looking on to free agency. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. Like if you're a fan. Of the NBA, it doesn't really stop because the NBA is a big reality show yeah. a lot of the times. Or and that's it's the how it's longest covered. season too. Yeah, and that's how it's covered. Yeah, it's like it's like oh the drama. Like what's the drama today? Like, I would say that more than like the NBA has been like the finals, the actual NBA finals is going on, and I'm hearing more about where players are going, controversies surrounding certain players that I don't think we need to name. Um and and like I'm I'm hearing about that more. Yeah. I'm hearing about like we're already like anointing players' crowns. They haven't even won the championship yet. We're already like saying duos are better than other duos. Like, what's the point of that? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna like. Oh yeah, Nikola Jokic is this dude who's unguardable. He can if you take away the paint, he'll just beat you from the outside and. And play point guard as a 6'11", 290 guy against an 8-seed team full of a bunch of undrafted guys who pretty much shouldn't have been. Yeah. Or, like, it created who they are today. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, who had, I mean, they're, they're spurting. He's like, the scrappiest superstar in the league. And they're tired. Like, so it's like... They played, what, two seven-game series? Yeah, so now? it's like, the, that's really cool. And even before the series started... There was talks of like, oh, this isn't something that we can cover. Like, I just gave you the story right there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I guess people, uh, with the conference finals being the Lakers versus the Nuggets and Celtics versus the Heat, everyone wanted that Lakers-Celtics match. Not everyone. Not me. But that's what the Ben would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah that's what Twitter would have wanted. That's what I'm sure Adam Silver would have wanted. That's what... A lot of people would have wanted just because of the ratings that would come from it, the storylines that would come from it. Yeah. And a lot of it is mostly just like toxic stuff. It's like, would this affect his legacy? Would this affect that legacy? Like, it's one season. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in it for someone like, okay, I'm going to talk about LeBron James specifically, who's played now 20 seasons in the NBA. 
you are now going to derive storylines about this man based upon one particular season mm-hmm. and a 20-year span where he's been arguably the most dominant player ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I, for me, like, yes, I'm a Warriors fan, but it was like, so the Warriors lost this year. I have to say that. That's how I have to say it now. It's, yes, I'm a Warriors <laughs> fan. I can't just be like, yeah, I'm a Warriors fan. Guess Since, what? Six since when though? That's when you got five years ago today. I was uh, celebrating at Oracle Arena the twenty eighteen. Sh- sh- okay, that twenty seventeen championship. So six years ago today. Yep. But yeah. Anyways, I I was at we believe games when I was young. I was in the Monte mm-hmm. Ellis era, like like that. Like I've been a fan. Yeah, Jason Richardson. So, like Bob Myers stepped down. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. Which, to me, going into it, made sense. Guy's been. A GM year round, six. I mean, okay, so think about it 15, 16, 17, 18. The six finals, 19. Runs. Five in a row, finals runs. Yep. Six lost in 19. Lost in 16 and 19. Yep. Then your job gets even harder because you go into 2020 and you lose Steph with a broken hand for the, for the year. I guess that was what happened. Mm-hmm. Draymond is on and off. Clay, Achilles, right? Yep. Um, so then that team stinks. So you have to figure out how to rebuild this championship contender. They get Wiseman. They have like that whole year. That's probably just another stressful year because you have pressure on you with the second pick of what you're going to do. And obviously, it didn't work out. I just don't think it was a good fit. I think yeah. Wiseman's a good player. I always thought he was a really good player. Yeah. Um, like he's like that guy is. But if he's he figures it out, he's what he's extremely what, talented. Is he 21, 22? He is. He's about 21, 22. Yeah, hmm. exactly. And people already write him off since he got traded. It's like, I don't like how things get just so warped so fast. Well, the timeline, your life in the NBA starts so early now. Yeah. Well, it's always started pretty early. I mean, guys that got drafted out of high school. Yeah, but Wiseman was getting hyped. Going into his freshman year at Memphis, so it feels like it's been longer than it actually. Yeah, is. which by the way, really cool fact. Like I was, we played. He played three games in college. Yeah. Uh, he, Oregon, we went up to Portland and played him once. We were one of the t- one, one of the three teams to play him. Oh really? Yeah, he just shut him. Like he he didn't have a very good first. He had a quiet first half, and he kind of started playing ball in the second mm-hmm. half. Um, and funny enough, I saw Bob Myers there. He was sitting courtside. And so they ended up taking him. But, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. But like, and then so Clay gets hurt again. Yep. They draft Wiseman. They got to figure it out again. They're an eight seed or whatever. And yeah, that's which, like a, that's a many years. Steph just went super crazy, and yep. there was like eight people in the stands. Um, and then twenty twenty two another finals run. This year another. This year just the probably incredibly stressful year. So okay, that's it. That's what Bob Myers last ten years, last you know like fifth ten ish years. Yeah. Of just going super hard to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. He's he steps down. Obviously, he's also there for a brand new arena that was very controversial yeah. Also in that itself. too, and so that job that's hard. That's really yeah. really hard, and and like stressful. And I, I couldn't even really begin to describe what it is because I don't know. But you can assume like working in a front office like that's big time. That's a lot. And, and so he sits also, down. He's also in San Francisco. Like, yeah. it's not an easy city to be in. I'm what do you sure. mean in, like, in because what terms? In like a pressure from, like, billionaires and millionaires oh, of Silicon yeah. Valley, it's like, 
those are a lot of the main stakeholders in the Warriors franchise. Yeah, and the fans, the fans are the fans have a lot of. I mean, Bay Area fan, we have high expectations now because of our last decade. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, so he st- says like he steps down, which I think was written on the wall for most of the year. Um, I think what Warriors Twitter knew that. I'm not very involved on Warriors Twitter. I also think that's funny how it's like every. Yeah. There's like a Twitter. For yeah, exactly. But he steps down and everyone's like, oh, the dynasty's over, blah, blah, blah. And like you just go on the Twitter mentions and there's so many like bots and like stan accounts and they like post memes and most of it's trolling. But that's the culture of it. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy stepped down because he wanted to hang out with – he wanted to be around his family more probably. probably. Yeah. And he's Made tired. Yeah. And he's probably just – I don't know if who knows if Bob Myers is gonna get back into sports. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't need to. He totally could just like go work in like tech world and do the same thing. Well, you know what? Something about Bob Myers that I didn't really realize until recently. He's very well spoken. He's a great orator. He's also a great interviewer. Mm-hmm. I don't know why ESPN was like ESPN allowed him to interview, ex- have an exclusive sit down with Jay Cole. I don't know if you saw that. He's a podcast too. Bob Myers does. He had. I didn't. know He was that. podcasting during the season. He was having. He had stuff on his podcast and stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. The the word around. I mean, what I've heard about Bob Myers just because like I've read a lot of stories on him and stuff, but it's like Bob Myers is he like genuinely wants to know people's opinions on things to help him make his decisions. Like he mm. he would sit down with just like people and ask them what they thought of a certain player. Like, yeah. there's countless stories of that. I mean, That's I don't awesome. know the type of people. Like, it could be me or you, or it could be, like, someone who's, like, in the know. Yeah. So, I think that's, like, something. He's just a curious guy. Yeah, and that's something to be said about someone like that. It's just because, like, you never know what nugget or what special piece of information or what special special thing someone can share with you. Mm-hmm. And you can use that to grow and become, yeah. become better. Like, you can learn from everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And I and I like that. Um, okay, quick question. What made you want to go to Oregon in the first place? <laughs> um, interesting. So originally going into college or going like into the college application process, I, I don't know what it was like for you. It was very stressful for like my whole area. It's like there's a lot of pressure they put on the kids. And when I got to school and I learned about everyone else's like kind of college application process, it was a lot less pressure, so I'm like, is this just like a product of my environment, or like, is this just like it just depends on where you are? Um, so there was like a lot of like, know what you want to do with college, like sophomore, junior year, which is probably like of high school. You should. They wanted you to start thinking about it. Yeah. Golly. Yeah, it was. It was. It was interesting. I mean, we had a very like. Good, I was. I went to a very like like a good school, like a really good high school. Uh huh. Um. Like just like a lot of people who graduate, they're going to do pretty cool things, um, including like a lot of people I know. And it's competitive. It's competitive. Yeah. yeah you say you're taking APs early. You're doing all that. Like I know kids who were taking like s- taking six classes, and they were all either AP or honors. Like yeah, that's it's really hard. Yeah. So I had kind of like always had a dream of going to Syracuse. Let's go, yes sir. So I wanted to be a sports journalist growing up, sports broadcaster. So like I had this idea of wanting to go to like. These sports business, sports broadcast schools. Like, I, I've always wanted to work like, or try to work in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, Syracuse, like, 
hands down where I want to go. Nothing better, man. I'm like I was like I was like following the basketball team, like. Sir. Um, I was really into it at the time. Uh, so like the teams that I were really into was like the Tyler Ennis era. Yes, like the Tyler. Like I still like the Tyler Tyler Ennis half quarter. The half quarter against Pitt. Yes, I think Pitt was no Syracuse was number one in the nation. Yep, undefeated. Undefeated, and that would kept them going. Yeah, I so I remember that game very like vividly. Rakeem Christmas, uh, nuts. Um, Dion Waiters, Benajay, Michael Benajay. Yep. Dion Waiters, yep. yes. Um, trying to think of a, of other players. It was it was before O'Shea Brissett, but I liked O'Shea O'Shea Brissett. Yep. Um, Tyler Lydon. Yep, Lydon. Tyus yeah. Battle. Tyus Battle, yes. And then like Malachi. So I don't know. He, he that was after. Him. That was like kind of okay. after. So then, I wanted to do that, and then I uh, in California, especially like where I'm from. So many people go to Oregon. Like, oh really? Yeah, it's it's um, it, it's it's just like we call it UC Eugene. So there's all the UC uh, schools like UCLA, UC Berkeley, UC Santa Cruz, yeah. UC Davis, all those. We call it UC. I mean, my dad did, and like other parents, we call it UC Eugene as a joke because everyone goes there. Yeah. So it's like I started learning from friends who went up there, like how cool it was. Like I had friends sending me photos of campus, like trying to. You know, obviously trying to like be like, you should come here. Like, don't yeah. go all the way to Syracuse. So then I went up and I was like, all right, like, like the school seems pretty cool. Like, it's big sports. A lot of people I know go there, so it's not. It's like just far enough away from home, but still close to home, mm-hmm. where I can do a weekend or whatever. Um, so I was like, yeah, like definitely like top of my school list right now. Um, then I went up and I visited it at like the perfect time. Mm. So when you go in Oregon, it's funny. Like, the first month and a half, it's sunny and fall and really nice. And then you hit, like, October, November, and it it's it's not necessarily pouring rain, but it's, like, cloudy and rainy or misty all the time yeah. until spring. That's like, specific Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. So, and you get, like, three days in February where it's, like, 65 and everyone goes out. Like, it's the middle of summer. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, like, you're, like, oh, my gosh, the sun. It's a thing. Um... <laughs> And so I went up like the first weekend of spring or first week of spring. Mm-hmm. So everyone's out. It, like campus is bustling and everyone's just having a good time. Everyone's in community. I'm like, wow, this school is awesome. Yeah. And you're 16, 17 being like, oh my gosh, like whatever. And then so I came away from that being like, I pretty much want to go here. Yeah. There was other schools I was like thinking about. Um, none ever were like, like, I got into like a good amount and I was just like, nah, like. I got into Oregon in like October of my senior year, and I was like, "All right, I'm I'm good." Yeah. Like if I get into, I wanted to, if I could got into like UCSB, which is not really a possibility. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, I can think about this because UCSB is on the beach, um, really, really like high quality school." Really, that's a good school. Like yeah. really, like it's a very good school. All the awesome. UCs are like, all the UCs. I know Berkeley. In Berkeley. Well, Berkeley is one of the top well. public schools. Yeah. And they shouldn't. UCLA is like the highly most might still be most highly applied to school. I think so. Um, and then, uh, like Davis is a really good school. It's all like a mm-hmm. lot of science. So I wanted to do communications. I think UCSB had a communication school, mm-hmm. but it was like kind of hard to get into because there's not a lot of, um, like room, I guess. Yeah. Oregon has a really good communication school. So it's yeah. like kind of just like a good situation. I went up there and like, I have no regrets. I loved it. Um, like every second I didn't, there were times I didn't like it, but it was like freshman year. I was still figuring things out, but every second, otherwise, like, 
just had a great time. And, like, I would tell anyone who I was thinking about going there, like, don't worry. Like, like anything bad you hear about it, like, I don't really believe that. It's a great school, mm-hmm. great sports, wonderful staff. Like, the my teachers were all great and really helpful. Mm. Professors, excuse me. That's uh, awesome. Um, but, yeah, so that's basically what it was. It was, like, my first school I wanted to go to, I visited, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty simple. Did you ever get, like, lost in the shuffle there? What do you mean? Like, okay, here's an example. Um, going to a school like Marist, there's 4,000 undergraduates. Very, very small. By the second week of every semester, all of my professors knew my name. Granted, I'm not. I'm an easy face to remember, you know what I mean? So compared to some of the other compared to the demographics at the school. So I don't know if that played a played a role, but like Yeah. I was it so. like big lecture halls? Like my yeah. biggest class at Maris was thirty people. Yeah, that was not the case. I uh if you were in a big class with a lot of people, you had to make yourself known to the professor to establish a relationship. Um no, like I think first two years you're in a lot of lecture hall classes. Mm-hmm. Uh hundred and fifty people. Um, so you can get lost in the shuffle, mm-hmm. which is tough. Like, but I will say, like, I also had like t- four or five more like classes where it was like 30 ish people. And I really got to know like my professor. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I had a year and change of like I had a senior year. It was all online. COVID, yeah. Uh, my junior year going into summer, summer, which I took a bunch of classes. Yeah. Um, all online. Uh, and then my last term of spring was all online. So that was a lot of missed opportunity of like the classes that you really want to make a relationship with your professor so you can get a lot out of it. Yeah. That was my missed opportunity of like getting to know anyone because it was COVID and I couldn't talk to him. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily get that opportunity, but I wouldn't say lost in the shuffle. I kind of chose to just like get Be, by. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily need professor help for my classes. Right. And that's not saying it was hard. I was just like, if I needed help on a paper or something, I'd go in and talk to him. But I wasn't in there all the time. Yeah. No. So you can't get lost in the shuffle. I wouldn't say it's detrimental. Got you. What would you say as like a piece of advice to someone who's going to like a giant school like that? A giant school? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, for me, I never really got overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. Like the the amount of people there. You, you just like make sure your friends are like good friends. Uh, I have like a really good group of friends from school. And then I had from that group of friends and from people that I met, like my freshman year going in, I was just very social. If you're social and you're polite and you're cordial and you just meet people like even in the dorms and like you're comfortable with just like talking to someone and not knowing anything and not feeling like they're judging you or things like that. Just like be open to it Mm -hmm. because you're going to meet all these people. And then by the end of it all, you're going to have your great friends. And then you're going to go around, you're going to see familiar faces all the time. Yep. The way it worked at Oregon is we had freshmen, our freshmen were all in the dorms. Yeah. And then sef- sophomore year and on, you can live off campus. Mm-hmm. But off campus, the, where everyone lived was like this. If you weren't in an apartment building, you were in this like four by six block radius, like, like area of houses that had five, six, seven, eight people in them and like you're all around each other all the time exactly so yeah you're gonna see everybody you know so 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't. There's like just like I would, for someone going to a big school, try to make your try to find really good core friends and then just you know be comfortable with that. And mm-hmm. then if you're gonna meet people, I know a lot of people who like went to school didn't necessarily like like the social scene but then just hung out in their room all the time mm. and it was like well like go try like a school club if you don't like it you don't like it right you know go play basketball at the rec i met so many guys just hooping yeah <laughs> exactly yeah like you, you meet so many guys at the gym just hooping yeah so. those become some of your best friends we made friends with like we had, there was a lot of japanese students at oregon and like, yeah my friends and i would go in the summer and play and We'd always go to these courts, uh, and we meet Japanese Chinese kids who are overseas kids, and we play basketball with them. Get to know a few of them if we were, they were on our team or whatever. And then you see them around, you're like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You're like, see them in a class, you like sit down with them, and it's like you're there, sitting with them for 50 minutes. Yeah, catch up, whatever. See them at the gym, whatever. Like, yeah, just, you got familiar faces all around. Just be nice to people. But I, I don't think there's anything. Like, I think there's a you, there might be an idea of like a large school and getting overwhelmed, but. Mm-hmm. You, you just you'll see people you know all the time that's like kind of what it is like that's the trade-off yeah more people more familiar faces right exactly yeah and i i think that's a really good point about um going and playing pickup basketball at the rec so i played uh, my first semester on campus i was playing with this sophomore his name is rob super nice dude super good player like a little bit undersized but he played super hard and you know i really enjoyed play really enjoyed playing with him so I text him from time to time, like when you hit in the rack, when you hit in the rack, that type of stuff. Uh, so Rob graduates, and you know I'm the senior uh, on the team now, like um, just enjoying life. And uh, we have a walk on. His name is Tom, and um, we're just sit. Mind you, this is months into the season. Me and Tom are just sitting in our um, our hotel room because we were roommates. Because he's the other walk on. We're the only two walk ons on the team. And we're just sitting in there, and he's like, yeah, so my brother Rob and I were, and I was just like, wait a second. And I looked at my phone, I'm like, they got the same last name. I'm like, "This is this your brother? <laughs> and I'm like, no Yeah, way. exactly. Yeah, and it's like, that you never would have realized that if, like, I never would have known Rob. Like, I never would have known Rob. Yeah. Just because, like, we never would have crossed paths except for going to the rack. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's people who I like took a class, I took like a literature class one time. You had to take all these, you know, you had to like, fill all these requirements. Mm-hmm. Can I met in that class? We still like tweet at each other sometimes. Yeah. And like, or like, like he will DM'd me on my birthday. Like, it's like, oh, like, he's checking in on. Like, it's still cool. Like, you, you have all these like kind of random college people, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of everyone, you're not, you know, you're not obligated to like check in all the time, but you know, everyone goes and does their thing. And then you're like, hey, like, see him on. That's what I like about social media is like, oh, this person just did this? I yeah. remember this person. Like, yeah. oh, like, like this guy just got this sweet job. Good for him. Or, yeah. You know, or he just moved here. Or, I don't know. But it was, yeah. Like that, the rec, there's like three, four guys I met at the rec who I was just like, I'd see him all the time. Yeah. But like, we'd hoop. We'd say what's up. Great relationship. But other than that, like, you're just nice to each other. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's what you need in college. But that's like your boy now. Like every time you see it, what's up, man? Like, yeah, like what's up? It? Like yeah. Um, I, there was a hilarious social media video. I'm sure you probably seen it too, where it's like how guys like get to know. Yeah, each other. that's what it was. You're yeah. just like, oh, yeah. Oh, what's, what's up? up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, dude. And, like, the funniest thing is, like, my mom or, like, if I was with, like, a girl at the time and, you know, you're walking with them and you say hello to someone and it's like, oh, what's his name? No idea. No idea? Yeah. Oh, what what year is he? No idea. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. What's his major? Couldn't tell you. He's got a crazy jump shot, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there was... I, I found out his name because we connected on LinkedIn. Yeah. But it was, like, this kid and I played on... We we played on this, like, team at the rec, and our team was pretty good. We stayed on for a few games. And, like, we were, like, joking the whole time. We were, It was, like... We were saying lines from, like, movies. I think there was a lot of, like... Black, I think it was like when Black Panther and Infinity War came out. Oh yeah. So we were like, we would like hit a three and point at the guy, and be like, "Is this your king?" Oh. Like all yeah. this, and so that was it became like our joke. And then he worked at the camp, like he got a job at the campus Chipotle. No. And I, I ate Chipotle like every day in college. Like that's not good. Uh, that's why I like, can't eat it now. Really? <laughs> I don't like Chipotle anymore. Have you had it that much since you've been here? Yeah. Here, the yeah. Chipotle here is not very near my house or my apartment is not very good. Yeah. The chips are always stale and the food, the, the meat's always dry. So I don't, yeah. haven't gone there a lot. Um, There's one in Steelyard. It's not that great either. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I haven't a lot, had a lot of Mexican food since I've been here. So, no, you live no. right by a Mexican spot. That place? Yeah. It was the second, last night was the second time I've been there. Oh, that taco. But that, those tacos that, are, those tacos, they're good. Yeah, but they're so big. Yeah. The food's falling off. How I got much my tacos. Did you get? I got the normal, whatever. I got like the, the plain Jane taco, which it, by its name, plain Jane, it's like the most basic taco. I ate first bite, I ate everything fell out because it's like, was it one or did you have multiple? I had one of those and the like a cheesy amiga was it what it was called? Uh, uh I think taco, tacos need to be have less uh, oh. material inside. The one the, than the ones there. That's my gripe with that place. But they're the, good the, and they're huge. Blue Agave ha- has great tacos. That's the place we went to. Over by the office, right? Yes, that, gotcha. that place. But the the other one, I, I I didn't like. I don't like how big their tacos are. Okay. They need to make those burritos. What about Barrio? Have not been there. Is that a chain out here? Yeah, it's no, fire. There's one there. in Tremont. We should go some downtown. We can walk over from here. Oh, there's one downtown. Yes. It's one in the ballpark. It's like a chain. It's like it's like yeah, a Chipotle yeah. level chain. Yes, and it's very similar to Chipotle, where like. They they will give you like a note card and you like write down everything that you want and then oh, they cool. bring it out to you. It's actually really oh, nice. I like that. We should definitely go there. Okay, then let's go. All right, perfect. Um, what else? Um, oh, in terms of places here? No, just like what else do you have? Oh, for the podcast, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, what? Why don't you think I could eat forty wings? Okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this. Um, I think you. So, for context... Sure. Give context. Because I, apparently I never give context. No, no, no. For context on this. Because okay. this is like a... This is like one of our arguments. Absolutely. You claim that you can eat 40 wings in one sitting. And to define sitting, it's two hours long. You could eat 40 wings in, a in two, two hour, hours. Sitting down, eating dinner. So, have you ever eaten food for two hours? At a dinner, Sam? You're eating consistently for two straight hours. I feel like you're overestimating how long of a time that is. Well, I'm giving. I'm just giving myself time. Okay. Honestly, I feel like I could get it done in an hour. I'm just saying, like, in a two-hour period, say I want to talk, say I want to drink some water, 
So I want to like. Well, yeah, you're gonna have to drink some water because it's so much food. Dude, it's not that much. Forty food. wings. Forty wings. Drums or flats. Both. Sam, okay. That's a, that's the thing though. It's like some people like you are just sleep. Like you don't you don't understand. No, it's like, just like a lot of food. I'm not sleeping. But in, uh, Sam, have, have you I, eaten forty wings before? Not in one sitting. How? What's the most you've eaten in one sitting? Maybe twenty. And how'd you feel after that? Oh, probably terrible. Probably I, terrible, dude. I can double, dude. Double I, that. Say if I fast, if I fast for twenty four hours, right? You only will. water, only. I can fast that long. Only water, only like a light. Say I want an orange or something, or a piece of celery, dude. You actually don't believe in me. That's actually crazy. No, I believe that you could eat. I don't believe in anyone to eat forty wings. It's not just a you thing. Wait, Joey Chestnut. Okay, well, he's Matt like, Stoney. That's like being like, I don't think LeBron James could score 40 points. <laughs> That's like literally their profession. Yeah, okay, okay. But I think like any. You know, I tried to do a hot dog eating contest. How much did you have? It was 10 minutes, like the normal one. Yeah. I was 7, 16. <laughs> on 4th of July. I went and bought the Nathan's hot dogs from the store. I got 24 of them in 10 minutes time. Dog, if I you ate, could eat. I ate in 10 minutes time. I ate. 11. Oh, I thought you ate all 24 for a second. And I felt horrible for three days. Dude, I'll take the L. You cannot, you cannot do 40 wings. Sam. You can, I'll, I, I think you could do, I actually, you could do 20, but 40 wings is so much. And I think that you are gen, genuinely, 40 wings is so much food. <laughs> you no. could not eat 40 wings in one sitting. It, it's, it is a lot of food, but I feel like if you have the appetite, like I'm a big guy, I can eat like I will I will I have not eaten that much today. I have I had a couple pieces of avocado toast and I was really hungry when I was at Trader Joe's. So I went to Starbucks and got a like a wrap, a really tiny wrap. I haven't eaten that much today, and if I was to go home and make wings right now, I would make twelve. And I would be very full. Wait, okay. Here's, here's my. I would, I, I, that's probably the max for me. Yeah, twelve. Tw- that's like a dinner. Yeah, twelve to fifteen. That's like a dinner. Perfect. But here's the thing. You make giant wings too. No, 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 not those wings. I'm talking. If I was to make classic wings, like the. If ones I was to make the size. classic, like the classic, like restaurant wings, I would eat twelve. For a dinner, I'm talking like food challenge. I want to test my limits. I want to test my boundaries. I want to see how well I can do. You're not getting into 40. I think I could take it down. Do you I think, think the could... best eater I know, the best like person who can eat a lot of food in sittings, I know, would not be able to do 40. I don't think it's just a you thing. I just think it's a general thing. 40 wings is so much food. I threw this up on the Twitter poll. 80% of people said they could. Yes. All lying to themselves. <laughs> No, because they know it's possible. They know what's possible when you put There's your two mind people to. who... There's one person I know who... And he knows who he is if he watches it. I don't think he'll watch this. Oh, what? Because <laughs> I, no, I just don't think he's... I mean, like, Fair enough. He doesn't know Eccles Unlimited. It's an amazing podcast. He will watch this eventually when it blows up. And yeah. they go. people go back in the archives and they'll be like... 
Sam. He's not yeah, that's a, no way. That's but he Sam. said he said you obviously haven't seen me eat, and I'm like, well, I have. I think I think maybe you, maybe him, maybe him, maybe him. I just him. forty wings is. You haven't you haven't seen me eat though. Forty wings is a lot of wings, dude. But but you you haven't seen me like eat, bro. I have seen you. We've eaten many meals together. But like you haven't seen me like. Like when you're hungry, hungry? Yes. I just don't think you can do it. I just don't think anyone can. I don't think a lot of people can do it. Fair enough. Fair enough, Sam. I think, I I definitely think I can. I definitely think it's possible. Like, what do you, you said 20. Like, I, I've done 20. Like, I feel like that's easy. It's, and then, okay. Here's the thing. When you get like an all you can eat at an all you can eat buffet and you can like really throw down and you're fasted and everything like that and say so you oh okay here's another disclaimer before I eat the 40 wings I need to run at least 5 miles because that way like I will have like a good workout in So we're adding stipulations to this. Yeah 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 yeah. I get a 2 hour window. I have to run at least five miles and I will also be fasted for probably 12 to 15, 12 to 16. I don't want you running out running five miles with no food in your stomach. I I do it all the time. This is turning into a dangerous (laughs) town. Like, okay. I sound like a mother. No, no, no. Okay. Like, it's like, how do I explain it? It's like first thing in the morning. Like if you go for a run, you don't eat breakfast beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just like drink, I drink my water, I drink my greens, and I go for my run. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if I do five miles a day, perfect. I'll come back. Um, I'm normally not hungry until like one or two in the afternoon. We can go then. Go to the spot, get the wings. Sam, I I really, I really think I can. And I really think this is possible. If you, like, be my guest, like, prove me wrong. I will post like I will post the video on Eccles Unlimited when it happens. There should be it should be an Eccles Unlimited live podcast <laughs> of you eating the wings and like I could I could host. Okay. Someone else could host. Someone I could host with somebody. I could have people on during the wing challenge. Mm-hmm. We, you could live stream this. Gotcha. Okay. But I, I mean, we I, can make I, an I, event of it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I just created I just created some content for you. Perfect, bro. Hey, man. But I, I don't think you, you could. I don't think you, if you do it. But be my guest. Prove me wrong. Like, I'd be fine if I'm wrong here. That's okay. I think people should accept when they're wrong. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. If, I don't and, think you can do it. If I'm wrong, I'm definitely wrong too. I want to own up my end. That you were had a I little too much confidence. I overestimated my capabilities. Yeah. Yes. I will. I will firmly admit that as well. Okay. You've seen it here. I. You've seen it here. I, we have accepted the challenge. The challenge will happen, and it will be posted on Eccles Unlimited in some form or fashion. Sam, before we take off, I have one more thing I want to ask you. How has your experience been with the Cleveland Guardians? Wonderful. I think like I have nothing bad to say. Like they welcomed. I felt very welcomed coming in. I think at this point in the season, I'm really learning. Like really, really learning. Um, coming out here was like a huge step for me. And. Uh, like definitely been tough at times um but i think i'm making the most of it but yeah i i think like everyone you can say everyone we've worked with is pretty like awesome uh yeah. and it's like a wonderful culture 
really nothing bad to say. It's been a great experience so far. And it's kind of crazy to think that we're at game 65 of 162. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like it's going pretty – it's going to start going really quickly. Yeah, dude. I, it's like you don't want it to end, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because, like, things are starting to, like, then you gotta roll. Make, then you got to make the next step. But, yeah. Exactly. I've, I'm, gotta... I'm having a great time. Perfect, dude. Hey, man. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate all your answers. Um, I was kind of hoping for uh, – I was kind of fishing for a compliment there. You know, you would shout out the dude who sits next to you every day in the office. But, you know, it's I right. said everyone. Yeah, but you didn't say – you didn't, like, give me a specific shout out. You're like, oh, the guy sitting next to you. Oh, he's really handsome. He's really cool. So you want me to come really on your podcast really and praise you? <laughs> Duh, why don't you think I? Why do you think I had you on, bro? So I, I, we work in this. Uh, we work in like a classic intern room. I'm gonna look straight into the camera on this one. Yeah. Um, and there's five cubicles and a copier, so people are coming in and copying things all day. Um, to my right, Terrence, he sits there. Yep. Um, it's like sitting next to a golden retriever. <laughs> you leave for 30 seconds and you come back and he acts like he hasn't seen you in 10 years, which is, you know, I think at first I didn't, I was kind of annoyed by it, but now I, I've grown appreciation to it. What up, sir? I hear that 10 times a day. <laughs> That's the best part of your day, ain't it, bro? Hey, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> All right. Facts. Well, thank you for having me on. I didn't think I'd be on the, this podcast. It was like. I think I can put myself in the same breath as like professional basketball players now. Yeah, big time. Even former NBA players now. Yeah, shout, shout out my guy Tyler Cavanaugh. Came on the podcast, just won a championship out in Europe. Um, he's the man. Tyler Cavanaugh. Yeah. Did he? Where did he play? Was he at Marist? I think he, no. He played at uh, Wake, and then he transferred to George Washington. He played in my high school. Was it, where was he at George Washington? This year? The year they won the NIT. Back in 2016. Oh, okay. So a long time ago. Yeah. I knew there was a guy who played at Oregon who ended up at George Washington this year. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Well, yeah, we man. can keep going forever, but. Yeah, true. No, I appreciate you. Thank Go you for on. having me on. Of course. Anything else you'd like to plug before we finish? Plug your Instagram? Um, plug yeah, you? I don't really post that much, but Sam Stack one. Yeah. Um, Twitter? Nah, I don't know. Nah. Twitter Sam underscore stack underscore. I don't really tweet from that and that much anymore. I usually just like scroll. Uh, what, what do you tweet from? I don't really tweet. I don't really tweet at all. I mean, I would tweet if I had an account to tweet from. Mm-hmm. I but I don't think it's worth it to put all my thoughts out there. Mm-hmm. They're weird. Fair enough. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. All right. Appreciate you. Yeah. Oh man, I was about. To- Okay. Can I can I lend you a hand? Yes, you can lend me a hand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she is very gorgeous to me.